you make me nervous, you know? Really? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Postwork Podcast from our banker studio, Carmack Studio, somewhere in Berlin. I'm Pablo Neri, your host, and today's guest is Miron Sovnir, a very well-respected photographer, filmmaker, and writer. Miron, thank you very much for being here. Hi. Miron, uh, a bit ago you told me that photography was the door to everything you did afterwards. And I wanted to know how is that you got to photography in the first place? Actually, uh, it didn't cross my mind to become a photographer. I was much more interested in literature and film. But for film, I was too young, lacked the experience and... Uh, they rejected me in two film schools. Hmm. They rejected so, you? Yeah, in Berlin and in Vienna. And my girlfriend at the time, she was studying photography at Lederverein. And so I needed um, creative out. Hmm. This was in the 70s, yeah, now when the you were in Berlin? Yeah, in the 70s when I was uh, living in Berlin. So I borrowed a camera, went out on the streets and did what I'm still doing, the rejected, the homeless, the yeah. freaks. You have a very um, particular view, can I say, um, an object of study that has to do with uh, peripheries or society, if you could say something like that. And you also have a very strong continuity in this line of work. Um, and you told me uh, also uh, off camera that This was not something that you even constructed or worked to, something that kind of just happened. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, my outlook on the world, of course, was because of my childhood upbringing at my grandparents, where it was still an in, uh, in after-war feeling, hmm. uh, many... Uh, um, Veterans, um, traumatized veterans, widows, hmm. crippled people, um, and some psychos <laughs> uh, also. It's a very special context, no? Yeah, well, well and also it was, um, it was a suburb of Karlsruhe, and I, I grew up there for the first six, seven years with my grandparents mm -hmm. before I moved uh, to my parents. So it was an almost... It sounds like a cliche, but it's, it was almost a Kafkaesque situation, very yeah. dark. There were still some ruins, and uh, it was a kind of um, gloomy environment. Yeah, definitely. Um, Kafkaesque, I think, is, <laughs> is correct. Uh, yeah. My focus on literature after Andersen and Brothers Grimm's and... Uh, Uh, Don Quixote and, uh, in yeah. a child version and so on uh, was very soon kind of existential uh, literature like uh, Camus Stranger, yeah. uh, Dostoevsky, Chenet, uh, uh, Burroughs, Bukowski. Mm -hmm. so, The big generation. Uh, yeah, so I basically um, was approaching the world in my photography kind of... Um, In one way without any prejudice or pre-accepted uh, um, uh, pre-expectation. Um, hmm. And then otherwise, I was full of kind of that gloomy, heavy, existential feeling I uh, grew up with and I uh, discovered and which fascinated me in literature. Hmm. So I, my focus on um, what was out there, I think, was very much um, a result of um, mm. those um, uh, my experience and, uh, of course, my uh, literature upbringing and mm. um, um, which. But I, since I was an autodidact, uh, yeah. I uh, approached it intuitive, 
Lee, and hmm. uh, um, I focused on topic, on people, uh, but on atmospheres. Uh, it was a matter of perspective. It was yeah. a matter of contrast. It was a matter of light yeah. and the environment. And uh, I think um, my photography just um, developed uh, very much uh, out of With, without any academic uh, yeah. background. But you had <laughs> your, instruction. Own, your own academy in the way that yeah, most my, my, teachers my, from literature also... My, and my own vision and my own yeah. experience and my own expectation. You remember which was the first photo you took with this case, with this uh, eyes, let's say? No, because I wasn't aware of my eyes or my <laughs> viewpoint and I didn't have any... Uh, recognition uh, and I didn't look even for anything it was just an experience uh, um, actually when I was starting out in Berlin uh, I was starting out with a very professional uh, camera uh, Nikon uh, and black and white and analog but um, let's say I experienced maybe years before with the camera Akfa hmm. color uh, camera of my parents, but this was just playing around with it. So when I started uh, really going out onto the streets, uh, the, the fascination and uh, um, the recognition of photography as a very expressive and very important, um, for me personally, important hmm. media to express myself or show. Um, aspects of the world others maybe didn't want to see was becoming uh, was becoming uh, very clear and uh, I would say mm. after the first start in Berlin in the 70s in 78 I moved to London and yeah. then I really knew I was um, well this is um, the expressive art form I could uh, work with because I didn't uh, depend on anyone's budget, I didn't hmm. depend on anything, just myself. Yeah, and uh, when you want to capture something that is there, let's say photography can have this particularity and this power to let you do exactly that, if you know how to look and where to look, let's say, um, to show something that's there, but maybe it's not shown so much. You know? Yeah, well, photography is the strongest media in the world to catch one moment in time. Hmm. There is no other media which has this uh, potential. Hmm. Um, whatever you see in the picture depends. I mean, people can see different things, and it depends how. Um, you can manipulate any photo, any viewpoint, any, you can make anyone beautiful, ugly, and anyone ugly, you can give him a kind of, uh, you still can put him from his uh, most uh, hmm. positive angle and uh, whatever. Hmm. Uh, and you can also be very discreet and leave open spaces uh, for uh, interpretation. Mm -hmm. It always depends how you approach uh, anything. It, is, it depends on the, the contrast, on the light, on yeah. the focus. If mm. there's something on where se several people are involved, you have to... And if there's an interaction between people, you have to react very, very fast. Yes. And you cannot think. You just have to be... Uh, go intuitively and, and, and I'm a very intuitive, intuitive person. Mm. I can make a fast, uh, I'm, uh, had always a fast mind and uh, mm. um, trusted my, uh, my um, trusted myself mm. in, uh, and I, did, I didn't have to discuss with myself or ask other people or uh, hesitate or because if you are too slow as a photographer, especially mm. as a street photographer, yeah. forget it. You gotta be exactly because you work with real 
life yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, this is models, a, let's say, people yeah. that are on the street and Absolutely. you confront this reality yourself, let's right. say. Right, yeah, you are confronted with reality. You cannot hmm. uh, construct the reality. It's not like film or literature. It's, uh, <laughs> you, you react to what's there, but not everybody sees the same thing and then it depends where you are going to and even there it, uh, it's a matter of uh, how much are you in tuned um, how fast do you see things uh, mm. in which areas uh, you enter uh, mm. if you hang out at the wrong spot uh, for 24 hours you mm. might uh, shoot Yeah. 200 fucking boring photos <laughs> which don't give anything but uh, if you are at the right spot at the right time and then if you are brave enough and fast enough uh, yeah. uh, to um, make it happen uh, yeah. so it's an photography is a very unpredictable media, mm. it's absolutely unpredictable because you never know what's uh, mm. up, uh, you never know how someone is reacting, if he's attacking you, if he's running away, yeah, if he's pulling his pants down, mm. or if he's... Uh, exactly. Uh, or whatever. So it's... Uh, mm. You gotta be kind of... Um, you have to have... You gotta be pretty brave and you gotta have some kind of a self-confidence and you gotta be able... If it comes down to it, to communicate, uh, to de-escalate, Mm -hmm. There are so many psychological things which, uh, because photography is not always to make a photo and you go somewhere else and nobody was aware of it. It, it, mm. it sometimes really has a, uh, a whole story before behind it, which uh, you have to be able to um, relate to it and uh, to get in and out uh, unheard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of. Uh, dexterity that one has to have and also mm. kind of ideological construct in a way or at least some kind of because it's really a political situation of course you know? oh, of course yeah, yeah yeah you confront someone with i mean if someone comes to me and makes a photo i don't know if i would like it if i'm in the wrong mood you know if i was just blowing my nose or Spitting on the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> spitting on the floor, and someone makes a photo. I would say, "Hey, fuck you, man. come on!" But uh, so it's uh, it's a kind of a contradiction too, because yes. you do things, but at the other time, uh, I mean, it's uh, it's a very very uh, important media. Nobody should externally control it. They should always leave it up uh, to the photographer and the person who is photographed, but you cannot make laws because if you uh, censor what someone is able to um, catch with a camera, it's the same as if you start censoring someone's words. Have you ever been censored? Yeah, uh, in, in not in... Yeah, of course, in uh, censorship starts when someone excludes you. Sure. For example, uh, but also in... Uh, uh, literally, let's uh, say. Yeah, literally, um, it was my, one of my first catalogs, Viele uh, Grüße aus New York, which was published yeah. by a um, photography magazine, uh, Wolfgang Schulz, very, mm -hmm. very important, most important... Uh, Uh, photo um, journalist, pub publicist, yeah. and uh, curator. He did. He had a, um, a photo magazine uh, called Photography, and I was the first and the only one who um, he did a, an exclusive uh, issue of my New York photos. Mm -hmm. And after it came out, it there were 52. Official complaints, <laughs> and to put it out of the circulation. So this, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Your first publication, in a way. In my, I think it was my first, uh, my my first catalog. Yeah. The first catalog. The first catalog. Yeah, I didn't have a book yet. I didn't have another. I was in other uh, um, catalogs, but not. Yeah, but so it's the, and there are other there are other mm. situations where I had to hang up uh, some of my photography. Uh, for example, yeah, okay, as another example, I yeah. had an exhibition in Berlin. Um, it was, um, I think it was called Steig. It was uh, in some factory, uh, 
building in Berlin, and it was just I, I knew the curator, so mm. I uh, I accepted it. But when I came there and I saw all those fashions, uh, <laughs> fashion layout, I thought, well, this is a strange environment. But what was even stranger, I had a whole. Um, exhibition room which was yeah. bigger than your room yeah. with big uh, photos and everything yeah. and uh, the, the most um, surprising thing about me was that people from Armani and uh, uh, some other big um, really um, brands uh, were very excited about my photography I mm. said oh well it's strange I mean it's, yeah. in the fashion world there is uh, yeah, well, and, and everybody was talking. Well, you got to come to Milano. You got to come to Rome. You come and there. And say, okay, yeah, why not? Let's mm. talk about it the next time. The next day, I went to my exhibition, and all the photos were hung up. Hmm. I, I I looked at empty walls, and I said, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> Yesterday, I was a big big shot. Everybody thought my photos are great, and now my photos are not hanging. So I went to the curator and I said, "What the fuck is going on?" I saw this photo. These photos are supposed to hang for two weeks. Yeah. Well, yeah, the guy from Mercedes, uh, they have our shuttle. Uh, they organize our shuttles with all the uh, uh, special VIP guests. And the head of Mercedes saw your photos and he saw this photo of this one woman who has a swastika on her head. And he said, if you don't hang up those photos, we cancel your shuttle. So I said to him, look, do you know how many shuttles Mercedes organized to Auschwitz? <laughs> do you know how many fucking Mercedes Hitler and his whole fucking thing. And this woman was an anti-Nazi because his, her, her father was a Nazi. So she cut her thigh with a razor blade and put the blood and draw a swastika. Mm -hmm. But this, this fucking asshole, you know, uh, this complete... Uh, uh, mm was blowing up something, you mm. know, which uh, which is very typical for yeah. our time. You know, you see something, you don't really question it. You don't know what it is. You just fucking... Uh, it in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is very interesting because in a way it means that something in your photos is working. I mean, it's working <laughs> in the sense of pro pro exposing, exposing something. Yeah, of know? course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes some people very, uncomfortable, very uncomfortable. Yeah, because it shows... Uh, a world uh, which is not only negative. I mean, I don't show just fucking mm. misery and pain and uh, isolation, but um, I, I show things, uh, and I always showed things. And I was, uh, actually, I was uh, ahead of my time because many of my photos were published mm. years and years, sometimes even decades later. Yeah. And, all of, and all of a sudden, I mean, everybody, the whole world was talking about it, and, but they missed the chance yeah. to publish it earlier. Of course, but <laughs> as you say with the uh, fashion uh, people, mm. there's a cyclic, I think, appropriation from the center of culture industry and the margins of uh, the culture, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And this cycle repeats in a way, and then you see f uh, fashion brands now that has this have this trashy aesthetics yeah, or so yeah, that course. at the time would have been censored, you know? Uh, of course, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's, it's always so many. Every decade somehow is, uh, has its different uh, idiosyncrasies. Yeah, and this was uh, your exhibition in New York already, no? In the 80s. Hmm? Your exhibition you were talking about No, was, no, the Berlin. Ah, Ah, okay. The, Vince, the, the, the guy from uh, Mercedes. Right, right. No, no, this was, was in Berlin. This was, but yeah. this was in the 70s or when you came no, back? No, no, this was later. Uh, ah. This was even early, maybe early 2000. Because after London, you went to Berlin in the 80s. Well, I was... You went to New York. Uh, I went from Berlin to London, back to Berlin, and uh, yeah. to New York. And what's the New York of the 80s that you... Uh, found that you experienced because your work in a way is also some kind of city portraiting or social city something to do with the space of the streets or the city and of course human lives living there mm. no I, but i'm interested about your impression uh, on on this because this uh, um, 
you release a catalog also with photos from New York, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I definitely uh, documented the Zeitgeist. Uh, this is, was a very, uh, even pre-AIDS, uh, mm -hmm. there was a um, liberation and uh, of uh, many mm -hmm. uh, Uh, discriminated uh, um, people on the edge. I mean, for example, uh, uh, transgenders and the homosexuals definitely started to uh, dominate the mm. nightlife. I mean, so where uh, the music, um, it was a very... Uh, and people uh, in the beginning, in the early 80s, uh, there was uh, still... Um, a strong outcoming, a strong rebellious uh, mood. Uh, it yeah. was a very uh, anti-establishment, uh, yeah. which basically came from the streets, people, but it also infiltrated the, the, the establishment itself and uh, uh, all those um, heroes of the establishment, like the rock stars and yeah. the, 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 the actors. So it was a, yes. uh, it was still kind of this feeling. It's an AIDS um, definitely uh, shocked. You, you New know, York first. Yeah. <laughs> you knew the nightlife because you worked there in a club. Right, that it was also a gallery or something like that. I read it was well, it called was, La Danceteria. Yeah, Danceteria was at a time uh, after the uh, Studio 54 was closed. Um, hmm. Was maybe the club next to the Mud Club and uh, maybe Peppermint Lunch. It was of the most uh, interesting um, places. There were four floors. The last floor there was a gallery space and the hmm. other... F There was always uh, some life or uh, some um, other kind of music. I mean, they the came all the, the, the rock hmm. the rock stars at the time the, hmm. from the 80s, from London, uh, Germany. I mean, Einstürzende Neubauten play, yeah. played there, uh, Billy Idol. Yeah. Uh, I, I read also Madonna played there, Randy MC, uh, Malaria, Gudrun Guts uh, band. Madonna, I knew at least one or two years before she even did her... Wow. Well, let's say one year before she did uh, recorded her first uh, nice. uh, record. Uh, and I also knew the guy who produced her. I uh, knew her very well. She was a regular in the club. Because she was a regular at Club 54 before that. I have and never been at the 54. Okay. No, no. Um, but uh, Madonna was too young for 54. She was no, I, I saw in a documentary when she was flirting with Basquiat, supposedly. At 54? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, in the Maybe early 80. Yeah. Must be. Uh, Must be. I was working, I think, 81 at Dance I met her at 81, and uh, I think two or three, she did her first record. And uh, Yeah, I met a lot of people, uh, Klaus Nomi, who died later of uh, one of was one of the first um, celebrities who died of AIDS. As oh, I wow. said, uh, the AIDS um, really uh, changed the mood in New York City and hmm. um, in in the gay communities. They yes. got more aggressive. They got more got very much away from the disco funk and everything is sexy and beautiful. And they got very uh, they got more political. And um, this time in New York was also very interesting because, in a way, I think it was like a comeback of what happened in the 60s with the factory and so. And there was a lot of happenings going on and a lot of art uh, going on in the streets. Or <coughs> The 60s were more positive. <laughs> the music was... Um, more casual, hmm. more friendly, sometimes a little silly. Uh, um, it, uh, people were open for experiments, for new... Uh, everybody was running into the newest films. Uh, if some uh, media hmm. uh, was covering it, or, uh, I mean, uh, people... Um, Pink Flamingo, for example. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a film which maybe you would John see Waters. now on the internet, yeah, John Waters internet or something, and it would be one of, I don't know how many 
expose us. Mm. Really, I mean, you you had uh, you could fill your uh, cinemas with uh, people watching mm. all those um, films, which uh, yeah. might have been censored at some other of course. time. <laughs> For sure, <laughs> the same with Morrissey, Warhol's uh, yeah. Flash, and etc. Um, Hmm. But it was um, it was still up. The, the, the economies uh, went were still up. The, the black um, liberation uh, uh, movement was strong. But of hmm. course, in the sixties, fucking Kennedy got shot. Uh, yeah. Malcolm Vietnam X got Malcolm X yeah. got shot. Luther yeah. King got shot. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It was this. Um, hmm. But uh, it was still, uh, there was confrontation also mm. between the young new spirit and the old spirit. Mm. And uh, you had a sense uh, that new ideas uh, could uh, mm. overcome stagnation or prejudice. Yeah. Uh, in the 80s, um, after AIDS, there was a more uh, pessimistic outlook. Mm. Also the punks from the 70s. Uh, which uh, made it to the 80s um, mm. were pretty destructive. Yeah. And um, mm. it was still, I mean, if you compare the 80s with now, I mean, now uh, the future looks much, much, much more bleak. Right. I mean, you have no, you just have no sense who is your anymore, enemy anymore because you're surrounded by fucking enemies or you're getting so fucking paranoid. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, everybody knows what's wrong, and, uh, but uh, everybody has his own fucking uh, uh, viewpoint which he, which he shares with uh, a million others or a hundred thousand others which read the same bullshit at the internet. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we mm. are we are lost uh, and we are so fragmented. It says yeah. nothing. Uh, people seem to share with each other anymore. Especially no communication. It's so uh, it's like a mosaic of so many movements, and uh, uh, you can't agree with anyone. Mm. <laughs> At least <laughs> this is no, my problem. I agree. I, I agree. I think digitalization of all human exchanges mm. is definitely ha has definitely had very dire consequences for our uh, well-being like our organic well-being mm. you know like mentally like the all care the of quality all, also the quality of uh, communication yes in any way visually mm. and uh, literally mm. it's uh, it's really a decline of uh, even style Uh, it's a decline of respect. It's a decline of uh, any uh, future ideas. Uh, it's, it's very uh, polarized. But in the 80s, this was seen differently. You say that there was still this hope of a future that was going to be bright. Yeah, you know? well, yeah, but... Uh, it depends who you ask, maybe. Yeah, as I said again, with uh, AIDS and uh, yeah. also with the gentrification... Which mm. started in the 70s, the Thatcher, and then in, and then in New York, and uh, you felt uh, okay. There is uh, the establishment is taking over again. <laughs> It's sad when you see these, cy these cycles, you know. Repeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, of course. I mean, you just uh, it. Um, so I moved uh, 89 to Los Angeles. Ah, okay. I didn't read that. Okay, and how long were you living in Los Angeles? One year. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was. I was um, this was my greatest time. I was um, riding in Dodge Daytona with my ex-wife, <laughs> a bottle of uh, uh, whiskey between <laughs> us, uh, a 25 Beretta gun. Uh, William Burroughs book. <laughs> Books. Yeah, yeah, actually, <laughs> when I, when you read Burroughs, it could or, or Kerouac, yeah. it, it was, but I wasn't inspired by them. It was inspired by me and my fucking uh, <laughs> ex-wife, which we were at this time we were a little bit uh, a yeah. little bit this an understatement, uh, understatement. We're hmm. over the edge and uh, uh, arriving in Los Angeles, and the f uh, we arrived in Los Angeles one day before my birthday. Hmm. 
two or three o'clock in the morning, which actually was my birthday, I found my ex-wife and me standing in a room. In a, it, was, it was a big factory uh, place, a mm. really big room, shaking from an earthquake. No. <laughs> I don't know how I got up and I don't know how I got back to bed again. But this was our welcome to Los Angeles. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> It was a rough welcome, and uh, it got even rougher. Is it common uh, earthquakes in Los Angeles? Yeah. I didn't know. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but they are very prepared, well prepared. Hmm. The, the architectural structure is world yeah. class. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, this is the problem. Many uh, regions, I mean, the structures are not really uh, earth. Sure. In Latin America, for example, for, they don't yeah. build these world-class structures. Not even in, uh, if we're not in Turkey or in uh, Greece or in yeah. Italy either. Exactly. Mm. Um, like what's happening in Haiti right now, what mm. happened before, you know. Even uh, being part, uh, you can say it's part of the United States, even, you yeah, know, and yeah. even so, it stays a third world, let's say, with these basic uh, things that has to do with urbanism and public spaces. Of and, course, but yeah. Haiti always gets fucked. Yeah. I mean, they, well, never, they never had a ruler who was anything other than fucking corrupt. Yeah, and put by the United States also, which uh, is a formula yeah, really. for never well, look, getting better. What's happening right now in Afghanistan, it is unbelievable. It is so unbelievable. 20 years, the Americans and the Europeans tried to fucking control it, put uh, money in, uh, tried to train, and but put some puppet at the... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> at the government, uh, without any inside view, with any, any sensitivity, with anything. Uh, in, well, the, in the, the the Russians already in the 80s, I mean, have been in Afghanistan, mm. and, uh, uh, and then the Americans, and then it, 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 it is such... Yeah, but like in Libya, for example, they destroy all social tissue, all institutional tissue that uh, was uh, ever left to these countries. So... It objectively, they made them worse, you know. And this story they make of bringing freedom to these places, at some point, it stops functioning, you know. How can you justify that they were bringing freedom to Afghanistan, you know, if they are running okay, out? Okay, look, one thing is for clear. The Americans were bringing freedom to Germany hmm. and to Europe after the Second World War. We don't have to say any other bullshit. Hmm. But those countries were building up in a much fucking slower pace with much more outlook to the future and much more interactive perspectives. Mm. When the Americans intervene in middle um, uh, in America, in Haiti, in all those poor countries, mm. they're patronizing it. Yeah. They, are, they don't have that future outlooks, so they like to keep them hmm. in a dependent position. Yeah, they, uh, the backyard, they consider Yeah, yeah it, uh, this is the backyard. Yeah. So uh, they couldn't do this really with Europe, and uh, but they can do this with poor countries. Hmm. So, of course, I always believe, I mean, um, international interference, I mean, hmm. it's fact anyway, it's imperialism, yeah. but still... There is something I believe in Eigenverantwortung. Hmm. Eigenverantwortung means no matter what, you cannot always blame the fucking Americans. You cannot always blame someone else. You got to look inside yourself. So if you have for 50, 60 years corruption in your government, hmm. I mean, sorry. Uh, clean the, your course, own fucking the, backyard. Hmm. And if you don't clean your own fucking backyard, if you don't have any uh, common vision about hmm. your country, I mean, of course, and you get fucked and uh, hmm. don't always just blame the Americans. They have their fucking fault. I know yeah. this, and you know this, but yeah. they're not the only ones. No, of course. Uh, but it's true that these countries are the periphery of the world society, let's mm. say, economically, culturally, you know. Um, but in the way you find you found this periphery inside the first world, 
first world, as we say, uh, countries, mm. you know, yeah, yeah, the main course. cities of these countries. Of, of course, yeah, yeah. And yeah. this is very interesting because you're showing something from the center, you know, that is already not working properly. Absolutely. You know? I mean, because there is nothing... Uh, okay, hmm. if I would go to North Korea and they would let me make photos, I don't know if I could get anything, any photo which would show anything out of the order. Wow. But this doesn't make this fucking country good either. Of course. No. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't mean if you don't show anything on the surface what's wrong. I mean, you know how fucking wrong it really must be inside because everything is so restricted, mm -hmm. like in a fucking prison. You know? Yeah, I understand. So, uh, mm -hmm. It's healthy if countries don't just... But mm -hmm. of course, what we... Uh, misery... And uh, pain and, and, and poverty is never mm. fucking healthy. Mm. You know no, what I mean? This is a, is a disease. Uh, but mm. who has the remedy for it? I mean, of mm. course, there are some countries where you have less and some countries you have more. And there, mm. are, uh, there are so many things which, which are responsible mm. for it. You know, I mean, one thing is for sure, there are too many unbelievably rich fucking people hmm. not contributing anything hmm. I mean anything to the to, 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 to other people's misery hmm. this is one thing but the other thing I'm absolutely which is a taboo exactly. to talk about yes overpopulation fucking overpopulation yeah. <laughs> I mean any society or religion who doesn't believe in birth control, hmm. I absolutely reject. Hmm. And I don't care what fucking religion that is. Well, it's a responsibility of the, the church and the state that shares still the power right. with the church. Yes. And, yeah, so, yeah, and, the, you know? and the people who are fucking, uh, you know, believing in their fucking <laughs> messiahs. Yeah. And do you think there's a I think that you think so, that there's a relation of this inequality that too many fucking rich people of constructing this world, your object of study, you, what you see on the other end of the story, let's say. Well, I wouldn't blame the fucking rich for overpopulation. This has nothing to do No, I mean, your object of study, what you portrayed for several decades already. You think, did you see a change on, on this situation on this, in the streets? Well, in the street, yeah, of course. I mean, uh, 40 years, I mean, change everything. I mean, change uh, moods, uh, outlook, fashion, attitudes. Uh, hmm. We're living in a very, in a much more restricted um, time frame area uh, because um, everything you say is immediately put into a direction uh, and uh, disqualifies you because everybody expects you to believe in their own fucking... Uh, book or... Yeah, yeah, book or Bible mm. or whatever. And it's so fucking ridiculous because I think dialectic is the most important thing in the world. You gotta, yeah. uh, uh, if everybody agrees, I mean, this is conformism, this, 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 yeah. this is dead death hmm. uh, but the attitude on the streets here yeah, um, since of course internet you know when I was making a photo even 20 years ago nobody expected that I could uh, ever publish on internet which <laughs> I never did yeah. uh, uh, but um, the potential there there are two um, attitudes one is uh, uh, oh, I mean uh, some People treat you like uh, your camera is a Kalashnikov, uh, <laughs> and, and others believe in that uh, ten seconds of fame uh, yeah, by, by and Warhol, Warhol and, uh, and and and, and hmm. are very obtrusive in their poses. And uh, hmm. it was um, a more anonymous affair in the 70s and 80s, uh, since nobody uh, expected to get exploited. <laughs> in the internet or in the medias, of yeah. course. I mean, they said, well, I'm not important enough <laughs> to appear in any fucking uh, magazine yeah. or in a newspaper. And if some uh, 
but now um, people feel very important uh, if they get photographed and uh, to come up with their rights of mm. when I say, look, if you don't see this photo anywhere published, anywhere, I mean, it doesn't exist. Hmm. It does not exist in the world. I mean, uh, so uh, if I look at someone in uh, Speicher and... Uh, yeah, drive. Yeah, 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 put it in my uh, yeah. head. I mean, it could stay there too, you know, so it, it only exists for me. So how can you... Um, or if I write or I make a portrait of someone uh, drawing or whatever, mm. uh, so there is no, it cannot be an official offense yet. Mm -hmm. uh, because, um, but at the moment you put it on, um, put it in a, pa in a paper, magazine, or you publish it in any way, uh, you would get now serious uh, problems. Mm. Yeah. Since I never did this, I never was mm. doing, uh, I published my photo books uh, sometimes 20 years later. But of mm. course, I have some in Romania, which yeah. were two months later. But um, you. I, I don't know, but I mean, I never really, no matter how deep I'm digging into something, I never mm. denounce anyone. I never. Uh, uh, have any prejudice, hmm. uh, neither positive, negative. Mm -hmm. I just um, try to catch something very essential the way I see it. And I'm not, uh, I'm not thinking about uh, the future outcome. I'm just hmm. in there, and uh, I think I'm authentic enough that I'm sometimes feel. Easily, easier accepted than maybe some other people hmm. with a different approach because the way you approach ghettos or yeah. anyway, you need a guide, someone who is uh, local. a local, someone who is involved and respected. And in, mm -hmm. in, in Romania, I sometimes had it, sometimes I didn't have it, but uh, hmm. I. Uh, also in the Ukraine, I was then yeah. went and uh, you were traveling through East Europe. Yeah, but also Istanbul. Mm. Uh, my photo book is coming out in December. Yeah. So. Um, and in a way, what's uh, funny is that your object object of study is so concise from my view that it remains very similar to itself, even though the de in your photographs, I mean, even though the decades change, the cities change, mm. and the, mm. your immediate impression is not where they are or where they are. Mm. But it's something different. I couldn't, I couldn't explain, but it has to be with this, um, uh, like your view, in a way, you know? I guess. I don't think I can explain it either, but <laughs> I think it's, uh, of course, yes, I said before, it's a topic, it's a perspective, it's the light. Um, mm. it's the atmosphere mm. and it's also my photos are never obtrusive no matter how far the people go you always uh, focus on things around and it, my, fo my photos also raise a lot of questions yes. they raise more questions and they give answers and uh, is this intentional, something conscious for you? And trigger, and trigger your imagination. I mean, I'm aware of that, but yeah. when I make a photo, I don't it, think of that. That's ridiculous. I mean, this is, hmm. uh, but it, uh, hmm. because if I would start thinking on these terms, I you mean, it would be much too late. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. The party would be over when I would start. <laughs> that's the worst. No, the worst, how possible, is missing the party. <laughs> And were there moments where you prefer to retain some image, not through the eye of the camera, but to watch it with your own eyes? To retain what? Like this kind of image you said, when you retain something, you can do it also looking at something. Were there times where you chose to look like this without the camera at, at a special moment or a special image? This it's too abstract, my question. Yeah, yeah, I don't uh, quite... Um 
you coming from imagination in my head or if something I've seen, but which is not, uh, mm. doesn't exist as a photo. Mm. And what should I suppose to do if I would like to see this? Well, if I understand you right, I mean, that's something I could uh, in a film. I, I could, for example, uh, write this image down in a script or, or uh, created in a film. That's something mm -hmm. different. I mean, that's... Uh, it's different language. Yeah, yeah, it's different mm -hmm. language. I mean, that's... Um, and I prefer different languages because um, mm -hmm. uh, it was always, for me, also an escape. Uh, I never was cling clinging to my last... Uh, creation, mm. uh, something has to happen with it. Mm. I mean, fuck, I, I did it and I went to the next thing. If it, uh, if someone would show it five years later or five days later, I mean, I was already uh, preoccupied with yeah. my next, uh, uh, with my next um, project. Yeah. And in which cases you decided to use film for this? You feel there's a, a particular... Well, um, yeah. I mean, I wrote more scripts than I ever made films of. I mean, I wrote maybe eight full feature scripts and uh, I did two full feature films. And uh, I sold once uh, a short story to Japan and I think Murakami hmm. uh, somehow exploited it and did... Uh, um, kind of film um, with it. I also, do you know the the, the, the film Tok Tokyo Decadence? I, I don't know. Uh, it's a pretty famous film by Murakami and I did the, for Murakami one of his short stories I did the film and later he wanted me to direct uh, mm -hmm. um, Tokyo Decadence but um, and he decided to do it himself. Uh, it was at a time where he was a crack addict oh, well. and was very... Um, unstable, let's say. Unstable <laughs> and irrational. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, as I said, I, I wrote many uh, scripts um, and the two full feature films I did, Yeah. I never wrote a full feature script. It started out as a short script. film script. Yeah. Because I didn't, exp I didn't have the the money. I didn't have the budget. I didn't have, I didn't know if I could uh, even um, make the short film. Yeah. But uh, I had um, after I did it, and uh, some people uh, asked me, well, what's the next step? And I said, well, if it, ra if it raises uh, mm. that much um, curiosity, mm -hmm. I'm looking into it. So I was uh, writing um, my two, actually, yeah, my two major um, full feature films. Uh, it was uh, like one short script after another until it <laughs> had a symbiosis of a full feature film. Mm. But I never planned it from the beginning. So mm. just from one scene, I created all that. I integrated it in something which followed up. Mm. And uh, the, the visions and the ideas for my films are different. I mean, it's my past, it's my childhood, it's mm -hmm. my uh, life, uh, li uh, life in uh, Berlin, New York, uh, L.A., mm -hmm. London, or it's... Um, experiencing uh, yeah. uh, for my photography or uh, mm. my dreams or it's uh, some recollection from some literature so there's so many things which uh, come into it and I never have an outline mm -hmm. so I just have one scene maybe yeah. one or two characters and uh, yeah. so now I'm playing around and I create something out of it and uh, I'm trying to let it develop uh, uh, from the inside Yeah. of the characters I created. Sounds very, sounds very good if you are able to do this, you know? Well, I only, I'm only degree. able to do it this way. I can understand. I cannot, I cannot do anything uh, structured. <laughs> and, uh, if, uh, this is not, I totally understand This that, is not yeah. me. I cannot work like that. I, mean, yeah. I guess that's why I'm different too. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I'm doing is different and nothing I'm uh, doing uh, ever aimed Yeah. For a red carpet or success, I just yeah. had to do it. 
I just had to create it, my photos. Yeah. I mean, if I was planning to become a fucking famous or rich uh, photographer, yeah. I would have had to go into fashion. Yeah. Or, uh, 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 I never worked uh, for um, hmm. any uh, magazine, newspaper, or mm -hmm. anyone else. So I always did something, and uh, then I was thinking, well... And then it, uh, what can I do with it? Or I, yeah. I went to the next uh, step. But I was basically, in one way, I was lucky. I went only the first time I ever went to a gallery in Berlin. It was the, I don't know if it was the only photo gallery, but it was the best. Hmm. And it still has a good reputation, even if it doesn't exist anymore. And I showed them some prints, which my ex girlfriend uh, printed for me from my. Of, of punks, yeah, and uh, well, they immediately uh, accepted it and made it an exhibition. But I wasn't even in Berlin when they did the exhibition. I was already in New York. Mm -hmm. So my ex-girlfriend, which uh, even after I was left, hosting the uh, yeah, was 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 okay. hosting the the event. This was my first exhibition, and uh, from there on, I got always some publication immediately, yeah. and. Uh, And so over the last 40 years, I have hundreds of uh, publications, but it was hmm. uh, sometimes... Uh, from this moment on, from this moment on, uh, from the bank photos, you feel that after that it was a continuity of your work as a photographer or recognition? It, it, was, it was always, a, uh, my style was always a continuity, uh, hmm. uh, the recognition, of course, uh, In the subculture, went pretty fast, uh, but uh, museums or big cultural institutions mm. or big uh, uh, magazines, establishments, uh, mm. really. Uh, yeah, I don't want to say censored me, but uh, stayed away from me, yeah. it, uh, which is different now. I mean, of course, I'm still. Uh, I'm not presentable everywhere, and I'm also <laughs> still think I'm too, too far, but I mean, I also have now some really big museums yeah. and uh, establishments yeah. uh, which hmm. um, but I find supported that my work. Yeah. And I always got enthusiastic reviews. I mean, I got some uh, negative too, but the negative ones were always moralistic. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was always so predictable. It was yeah. ridiculous. Uh, uh, hmm. And... Uh, The, uh, but uh, I was living somewhere else. I wasn't mm. always reachable. Uh, I went into through different phases. Uh, um, I, uh, there was no r really continuity of my presentation and mm -hmm. my, which really, I mean, the only continuity is maybe in the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. I have every. You yeah. are very active right now as a photographer. Every year exhibitions, mm. every year, even uh, with my literature now, um, mm. it starts um, getting, uh, I guess, start getting ahead. So it really, for me, luckily I'm still fit and yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> able to... Uh, to be active. Yeah, well, uh, able, I mean, uh, still to be aware of it, uh, even, hmm. uh, to... Uh, make the best out of it. Yeah. Uh, I could be dead, I could be fucking a vegetable, I could be... We all could a, be dead. I could be in a wheelchair, I could have been stabbed or fucking uh, hmm. clubbed to death. <laughs> so, I'm, <laughs> so I'm still around and yeah. I'm still busy and I'm yeah. still have a lot of imagination and projects, yeah. and, but now I have also support, hmm. good art, good good gallery, yeah. really fucking good gallery, be Natasha. Then, of course, um, journalists and mm. uh, different medias. Mm. And this is, uh, recognition helps, but um, it doesn't change my work. Doesn't it doesn't have to be it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't corrupt me in any fucking way. Yeah. Just, uh, the only difference is if I go now maybe to Brazil and make photos there mm. for two months, I 
you will, can get, exhibit I will get an exhibition immediately and probably a photo book. That's, that's very cool. That's something I never that's did. Cool. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's I never knew. Hmm. And uh, because nobody was uh, sending me anywhere and saying, well, hmm. and uh, waiting for me, you know. <laughs> so this is... Uh, this is good, but it doesn't change the, yeah. uh, the subjects or yeah. anything. It makes yeah. it just... Uh, hmm. And what do you... Uh, you say you don't like to plan and so, but since you are excited about uh, your um, activities right now, also as a writer and uh, a lot with your photo exhibitions, what would you wish to continue or what do you want to take this if you have an idea? Well, I'm writing uh, right now. I'm writing on short stories, hmm. which uh, I'm getting uh, a new novel, noir novel called Sorry Lana. Uh, it's going to be published in September. Mm -hmm. Golden Shop. Hmm. Uh, I have. I just overworked four or five unpublished novels nobody has wow. ever seen <laughs> nobody has ever fucking seen except of maybe Nico my girlfriend yeah. uh, and um, I'm planning another major photo trip I'm still undecided maybe Brazil a tour uh, or, or huh? ah, to, to shoot food, photos yeah, 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 ah, yeah, okay. yeah, photo trip maybe hmm. Brazil I have to see and mm -hmm. there are some uh, well that's uh, I guess enough for projects right now I don't mm -hmm. have another film project because I don't think I'm gonna get a fucking budget and I cannot <laughs> I don't think I can uh, do another hmm. no budget film I mean uh, yeah. it's too much for me it's too much for my producer Nico is yeah. too much for uh, the, the crew, and it's it's too much for the uh, actors. Even if they probably would still do it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I was always lucky. I got a lot of really great actors. Hmm. Sometimes I cast it from the street. Sometimes, of course, I had really some uh, uh, great uh, actors. Um, I could never pay anyone, and, uh, but uh, hmm. there were. They believed in the project, mm -hmm. and uh, and of course with these uh, projects that in uh, its origins or at the time are advanced, and therefore they portray some kind of uh, reality that is not so common. Right, even retrospective. I mean, if hmm. you see it, any of my films from the. But this is the value they later on have, you know. Well, yeah, yeah, definitely, they already had a value because they were really strong photos, but the value increases in photography and in film and in everything which is close hmm. to the time and authentic enough and shows something. I mean, as I said, I mean, there are many, 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 many photographers hmm. who made photos in New York, and there are some really fucking great ones. There is no two questions about it. But the zeitgeist of the 80s in his sexual, not just homosexual, also heterosexual, and also the symbiosis of hmm. um, misery and uh, excitement, hmm. I think I am probably the photographer of the 80s who showed that symbiosis. Others, the, 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 uh, of course, uh, I mean, there are others who did other aspects, but mm -hmm. this sexual outburst in all yeah. its variations. I mean, I think it's... Right, a, because you portrayed like a, a world itself that is not only violence and confrontation, but it's also love, it's also happiness, it's also yeah, encounters. Yeah, it's also death, it's yeah. all misery, and it's all excitement. I mean, I mean, this is most... If you have, if you concentrate on one subject, uh, it's much easier for people to touch it digest because someone who is into sex is only looking at the, the spying this book <coughs> someone who is more uh, wants to see I mean mm -hmm. what's really wrong in the world or go deeper into someone's uh, personal crisis I mean mm -hmm. would um, focus on something else and everybody has his focus but if you put all this together which which is life yeah uh, some people uh, uh, enjoy this photo and then they uh, uh, 
get um, miserable with the next one. They don't want to continue. Because it doesn't continue the same story. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, always yeah. confronting yeah. you with something new that right. yeah, makes yeah, you feel right. a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Right, this yeah. is uncomfortable for many people hmm. because I like to be in control. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course, yeah, it's true what you say about... Um, let's say, uh, consume society. We have this chip that we would like a targeted uh, a product, you know, and we and with music is the same. They would mm. they want you to make of this course. style and always the same yeah, and yeah, never yeah, change yeah, and yeah, never yeah, have yeah, a different influence. Right, exactly. Otherwise, if you don't fit into uh, yeah. it, uh, you're going to be at the French. Yeah, but as an artist, or if you, if you, be let, if you believe in certain creation process, then I think you know already that this is the death of, uh, uh, I think, the free, death of uh, content. Of, yeah, because Absolute, you start narrowing yeah, any yeah, input yeah. you would have that would Absolutely. enrich the work, you know. The death of individualism. Without individualism, you cannot create shit. Hmm. I mean, come on. I mean, you got to be. Uh, hmm. Otherwise, uh, uh, everything gets so fucking similar. And I mean... I, Mm. Of course, there is this incredible control of the industry. and uh, But of course, there is the av availability of so many fucking uh, mm. people who are uh, going for it. So don't, mm -hmm. uh, is, uh, the mainstream fucking is really... Uh, mm. I don't even know the fucking mainstream world. I mean, I try to fucking... Uh, uh, It's, uh, hide mm -hmm. out, but I mean, in <laughs> supermarkets and wherever, I mean, in the, the, the gym, uh, you yeah. are confronted with all the shit. Yeah, and uh, what I found very paradoxical is, as you say, when really vanguardist uh, movements or situations are happening in the streets, usually in the institution of art, in the big museums, mm -hmm. uh, you don't see this. Paradoxically, you start seeing this after this was appropriated by in industry. Of course, with, of course, of course. Uh, with of course. consume culture, and then just afterwards, the big institutions of art accept it. And I find this very paradoxical in well, a way. Uh, this is. Uh, <laughs> it maybe was always like that, but it's worse because endemic art doesn't uh, exist anymore mm. in the big cities. Mm. Uh, Or it, it is um, really tough for people to independently create in this city freely, find a uh, working space, find their uh, own apartment. Mm -hmm. uh, they are driven out uh, in, uh, into the periphery of the city. Yeah, um, gentrification. Uh, You cannot, uh, in in the 70s, you could hitchhike from, uh, I did hitchhike from Berlin to London and got in the, within a couple of days a flat. Mm -hmm. And I fucking got a job and yeah. uh, everything. I mean, uh, you cannot you cannot move from one place to another unless you have some friends who let you stay somewhere in some yeah. corner. It's much, uh, much uh, more problematic um, to create independently and uh, the... Mm. The if you try to make a living, you gotta adapt, or uh, it's really uh, tough mm. to um, because also right now with this crisis, I mean, uh, the, the music from the 50s and the 60s, maybe even the 70s, was presented on a stage mm -hmm. first. There was this interaction, this analog interaction. I mean, even, I mean the whole uh, hmm. uh, in Los Angeles. I mean the Doors. I mean uh, yeah. uh, uh, London uh, or Hamburg, the Beatles and uh, uh, London Stones. And uh, it, it started out really analog, and then mm -hmm. the whole punk started out yeah. really. And even that is now so fucking restricted, and everything is uh, through the internet. Uh, You cannot, uh, it's much tougher to get really uh, people who get excited about your music. And you lose the being there, which of has course. so much to do with the essence of photography, you know, yeah, like yeah, the being there. Right, right, yeah, yeah, of course. And uh, uh, and it's, uh, how do you want to 
Uh, if you start out, I mean, uh, there is no gallery left, which is, uh, I mean, there used to be maybe 20 or 30 galleries in some fucking uh, uh, Friedrichshain uh, yeah. Kreuzberg. All of a sudden, there are maybe five, and they have to adjust. Mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, that's, uh, in the future, it might even get more problematic uh, hmm. for people trying to get hmm. in. It's you don't feel optimistic about how this will go? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, in art you always can uh, slam <laughs> some, break some wall. There's still this possibility. Yeah, you this, is, this. Always, yeah. is always possible in mm. some ways, uh, but uh, for the majority of people going through art schools uh, or studying music or trying to somewhere produce... Uh, something mm. independently uh, mm. new it's hard to reach an audience I, I think I think so I mean I don't have this problem uh, because mm. I'm not starting out but um, it's um, <laughs> I think it's a, it's, a, it's, a, yeah. it's a set possibility. I will I will keep this uh, nice idea of the slam that you mentioned. I think this is a chance of hope that uh, might still remain. <laughs> it always is there. I mean, you always can make an impact somehow. I mean, you know, there used to be a time when uh, people were running around with uh, Uzis or Kalashnikovs hmm. and shooting people on the street, <laughs> you know, just to make... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> To make aware of themselves, you know. True. But if you, if your art if your art is as strong as a sniper, yeah, then you really uh, can reach. Alfred Charry, the inventor of pataphysics, uh, used to. They say he used to drive his uh, racing bike at the end of the 19th century in, in Paris. And he would shoot in the alley to lighten up the way. To lighten up the way. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> Miron, uh, thank you very much for being okay, here. Okay, thank you. If you want to know more about Miron's photographies, uh, films, and books, we will leave some links in the description. Thank you very much for listening.